0: hey guys welcome back to who watches the watchers my name is ian this is paul damian and this is your boy kenny for a second there it took uh paul damian just just a split second too uh, too long. Too long to respond, and I thought you guys were gonna prank me. No. <laughs> I thought you guys were just not gonna
1: say anything. <laughs> I
2: should have done that. Yeah, can we start over and but do that? But instead it yeah. was
1: my fault because I wasn't paying attention. I won't lie. I'm sorry. You're fine. Um but this week we're continuing our
0: celebration of talking about. The
2: I love chips. Honoring uh, all things Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, Doritos.
0: Um, so, <laughs> uh, let's get into it this week. This week we are talking about Star Lord. Um, his run it was volume two, I believe. It was six issues with an annual. This was done by him, Chip Zdarsky, and Chris Anka Chris on arts an- or on the art. Um, Matt Wilson was the colorist, and then the annual was done by. Uh, I don't have his name yeah. right in front of me. It's, yeah, I can pull it up real uh, quick. I think it's like Gian, G let me see. It's Jabril yeah. Morissette, Morissette with Matt Lopez on, uh, colors. Um, so let's talk about what we got in these, in these beautiful six issues and the annual, um, this was my second time reading it because I. This is one of my all time favorite like Marvel books mm-hmm. ever.
2: Yeah, this came highly recommended uh, from you, and yeah, I can kind of see why. I mean, I I loved this book. You, you did know, to just put up out front. Yeah, I mean, I it just shows Chip Zdarsky's writing is just top tier, and I think uh, you know Enko really knew how to like align these things and I mean I, I'm curious where Sex Criminals was at was it already over no, at the no, time no, no. or were like still going on at still the time definitely going like on. somewhere in the midst of it because this feels like something Chip would have spit out definitely during the creating of Sex Criminals yeah. you know because yeah, yeah, they, sure. they're so similar in style in a lot of ways uh, that and they're I both can, sexy yeah they're both Sexy as hell is what I'm basically leaning yeah. to get into is that, yeah, Chris Anka obviously was like, got the memo, like, yeah. oh, this is the kind of shit Chip Sidorsky's doing right now. I'm going to fucking lean into the sexy. I think, I think
0: literally Chris was like, Chris Anka was like,
2: uh, can I draw
0: like naked beefcakes, please? <laughs> and Chip was like, for show, you oh, know? Oh, yeah, bro. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, this book is plenty, um, masculine mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. it's, uh. Nude, yeah, definitely sites that we get to see. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, uh, this was Chip was cutting his teeth with Howard. Mm. Howard the Duck was around this time, and then he, I think, this is right before he got the job on Spectacular Spider Man. Oh, okay, so which is like an ancillary of an ancillary to the Spider Man ongoing, which is amazing. Spider Man, um, or at least it felt like it, it felt like it was so removed compared to dan slott's spider-man which i guess was shipping twice a month at the time yeah i'm not entirely sure but yeah anyway let's get into what this book is about um this is right off of the tale of civil war ii Mm -hmm. which i want to do on this show so i don't want to spoil too much
2: of what goes on in that right but um superheroes can't get along superheroes cannot Uh, get along tale
0: as old as time (laughs) Um, but uh carol is Danvers. Danvers. Yeah. <laughs> it was on the Guardians of the Galaxy. More like Karen
2: Danvers for this story. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Holy shit.
0: Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, so she pulled in uh, some favors with the Guardians in Civil War II. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much like the last issue of Civil War II, the Milano gets destroyed. Oh. Like, full on. Like, just explodes.
1: And... I haven't read
0: Civil War II in a long time. It's
1: been a while. Yeah, so I don't I, even remember that. Well, spoilers. Now I know the Milano's destroyed. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> that, that explains why Star-Lord is stuck on Earth yeah. throughout this whole book. Um, how did you guys feel about that aspect of this book where suddenly we're not getting space adventures of Star-Lord. This is all just Earth-Lord
2: as, <laughs> yeah,
0: as the, the running book likes to joke. joke. Yeah.
2: Um, I think that's a good, and interesting story to tell with this character, especially for someone like Chip who likes to really take characters out of their element. I feel like when he's writing them a little bit, so this is the easily the el- easiest element to throw Peter Quill into that right. should be somewhere that's familiar and natural to him, but he hasn't spent any of his adult life in, so obviously everything's gonna be kind of having a hard time with it.
0: I'm opening my bottle of go. soda. All
2: right, you got it. You got it open. You got that <laughs> Pepsi. You good? Uh, let me take a slurp. Hold on. I thought I was it was called Pepis. Good Pepis. All right, we're good. <laughs> yeah, let me get mine. Let me get in there too.
0: Pop it. Fuck yeah! We need a sound a soundboard that's just like fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah! That's,
1: that's, close that's, that's, close that's close enough.
2: enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I thought this was a. A, a great element to throw him into and to have a lot of fun especially once again with this kind of a little bit more adult themed style writing that they chose to go with which is like yeah the the bachelor stuck on earth who's yeah. just like has no real talents but kind of fighting crime and bartending you know so <laughs> yeah. it's like what is he gonna do but either one of those things you yeah know. so i really i really enjoyed that setup
1: yeah, no, I thought it was a really cool plot point, like a, a good thing to, a good place to put him because, yeah, you normally see him in all these other different planets. and But for him to be on Earth, but nonetheless stranded on Earth, yeah. that's an even better thing because it's like, you know, for a fact, if there is anything he needs to do on Earth, he's going to do it and get gone, but he can't. Yeah. So he has to suffer. And I, I, I actually did really enjoy this comic um, for that aspect. That right. he's not jumping around too much, you know?
0: Yeah, it's very uh, contained, as mm-hmm. contained as it can be, while also bringing in a whole lot of players that you get to see as either cameos or consistent mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. players within the book. Um, so a little preference for those of you that didn't read the book. Star-Lord knew that Thanos was on Earth while the Guardians were essentially continuously looking, looking for, for him. Mm-hmm. And so Star-Lord just kept it from them. And so they've basically excommunicated him from the guardians of the galaxy at this point. Um, so Star-Lord's all by himself on this, on this planet that he is from, but doesn't know jack shit about. <laughs> There's the continuous gag where he's like, Oh, so you guys don't just drink whenever, you know, <laughs> like he doesn't know the rules of earth yeah. you know, or of society even. <laughs> um, but it, Uh, Abigail Brand, who is in charge of Sword, Uh, or no? I guess it's it's Alpha Alpha Flight. Flight It's Alpha Flight at this point. Yeah, Um, she is his constant contact um, when it comes to, you know, maintaining his. She's like his parole officer. Yeah, exactly. She's
2: because she basically says that Alpha Flight is the one. Yeah. That has authority over him on Earth. They're kind of like responsible for and making sure he doesn't fucking act up or anything. And yeah. The
1: last time we saw Alpha Flight was in Immortal Hulk. Yeah, mm-hmm, which takes right. place
2: after this. Okay. Like a Got lot you. after this. Um, but yeah, so
0: Carol is a constant player in Alpha Flight and mm-hmm. was a player in Guardians of the Galaxy. And so that's why there's even this sort of relationship between mm-hmm. Alpha Flight and the Guardians. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, Abigail Brand is like, stay out of trouble. I've given you a phone with all <laughs> your contacts on it. Yeah. Here it is. And it's literally Kitty Pride. His ex girlfriend. His ex fiance. It's like on top of that. And Howard the Duck. <laughs> <laughs> Which, how does he even know Howard? I guess he's an alien. Howard, Howard's an alien. Uh, yeah, Howard has been to space and he's
2: traveled well, with Chip. He you said yeah. he was doing
0: Howard the Duck. Yeah. So why not? Yeah.
2: <laughs> why not they, put his other big player in he's there? He's a mutual mm-hmm.
0: between Chip. Chip knows
2: both of them, yes. they met each other through Chip. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That makes so much sense.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, I just love that pretty much immediately uh, Star-Lord is trying to get in contact with all of these people he knows, mm. and they all are just not having it. They don't give a fucking shit about him. And do you feel... I No, let me rephrase this. I feel like that's kind of what's happening with Star-Lord as a character. All the time. In, in general? In reality right now.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like... Um... For right now, it's kind of like Chris Pratt mm-hmm. in general. I think there's just an oversaturation of Chris Pratt, and a lot of people are like kind of making fun of him now. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of waning it down because a lot of people who don't know Star Lord before the movies, they they see Chris Pratt.
0: Yeah, that's all they know. Yeah. When you hear a normal person, when they hear the word Star Lord, they think Chris Pratt. Yeah, and it sucks because I love Chris Pratt in these movies. I do too, yeah. and especially all the movies that he's in besides guardians of the galaxy Two, you know um and i feel like chris pratt used to be insanely charismatic yeah and suddenly back in parks
1: and rec man well exactly
0: suddenly he just wants to be the
2: new like action face yeah he he got handsome and is like oh i'm the epitome of handsome now so i should be (laughs) the face front face of handsome how dare you give paul rudd most handsome of 2021 it should be sexiest chris man pratt. alive, yeah, sexiest man is, alive. Okay? Yeah, yeah thank you i love paul rudd dude and he deserves it me <laughs> me too. I, yeah i'm not I, that's not me complaining chris pratt over here being like should have gone to the pratt man
1: <laughs> and paul rudd is totally just like in love with the fact that they named him that he's like oh really i haven't he's seen like him talk kind about of it flaunting it
2: because <laughs> like, i don't i mean i'm not the type to pick or, you know, like, hate an actor just because they're getting roles, you know right. what I mean? Um, I remember being so happy for Chris Pratt when he mm-hmm. got Peter Quill and exactly. being like, holy shit, you know, to go from what he how he started to getting Parks and Rec to now getting a Marvel movie was insanely awesome for him. It just seems like, yeah, these days he, it's more of his political agenda i would even argue is Mm. giving him this like negative kind of you know his instagram is doing him dirtier than (laughs) anything else you know so i think that's a balance of that how and uh, like being realistic him showing kind of like how republican and you know oh you true, know yeah. those kind of things he is um and just the fact that exactly he's just putting his face in every movie he can literally land you know big action flick he can land at this point is we'll
1: get used to it he's mario i know <laughs>
2: <laughs> the big the biggest action flick of the year coming up <laughs> uh, the mushroom kingdom um <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah i mean
0: i i agree yes like of course he has a political a political agenda, agenda that's not in line with um, what I guess ABC or Disney is even trying to push exactly. Mm-hmm. And so that, that does create a friction whenever it's like, Oh, the, the Disney movie starring the guy, <laughs> but, starring the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think what it comes down for me is that it, I, I had the same thing with Donald Glover where it's, these guys are funny and I like mm-hmm. watching them in funny things. And then suddenly they break out into a new light and they're like, no nah, I don't want to be goofy no more. I don't want to be goofy no more. And so, uh, I wish I had the... Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. No, wrong one. Good Where's enough. the... Lizard well. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck! Where is it? The... Bah, 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 nah.
0: From the Goofy movie. Uh, but no, it's... You know, I just... <laughs> I I don't know. I, that's why I'm having a hard time with Chris Pratt. is because <laughs> he's just abandoned that whole alter ego, pretty much.
2: Um, but... You don't think he's going to be funny as uh, Mario? be dropping some some mushroom jokes some good pipe jokes or yeah. something i want to hope that he'll i mean he'll follow in the footsteps of like the lego movies and just have it'll be something that he can have yeah. fun with and still have that level of comedy that we i hope aspire so. to put with him you know
1: i don't think there's gonna be any issue to it um as long as you know because it's not gonna even show his face yeah
0: no but so, I mean, do you think he's gonna do an italian accent
1: Yes.
2: See that's that what I'm that kind about. of worries me oh, too. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. I don't
2: know. But, but maybe not. Maybe that'll all just be a persona. They'll I, because that's just but that the, they could make a joke that all of that is just like. His TV persona or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like who, who he is to the public eye, and in reality, he's just a normal guy with a normal voice. What if know?
1: he does? What if the mustache is fake? Yeah, exactly. Like he like takes off the mustache Super, go him and he eats a hamburger.
0: Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Three is all on a stage. There's like curtains and
2: all the things hanging in the background oh. are props
0: and shit. So this is all just a facade. That's
2: what I get. Yeah. we don't know what this movie is actually going to be about, so it could be something. could Pratt break, is pretending. They could break yeah. the fourth wall. <laughs> and he's just regular mario and super mario is his yeah iconic wow, role <laughs> that's not a bad idea he's just mario huh. Bowser's a guy in a suit. He's really going to, same as Donkey Kong. He's really going to be a <laughs> Seth Rogen looking guy. Like, ho, ho, I, <laughs> I hope not. I hope just it's literally a, 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 monkey. Gorilla, yeah. a gorilla. That, that was taught a good act Seth Rogen. Yeah, We're was... getting better all the time. Just
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but no, yeah, let's get back to yeah. <laughs> Star Lord. Um, yeah. So, this Star Lord, he mm. gets uh, a new suit in the second issue, and it's my favorite Star Lord. Outlook. it's pretty sick it's so sleek it's designed by chris anka i'm Mm. more than sure it's so fucking dope because they utilize the mcu mask Mm -hmm. oh was that my phone did my phone just ding yeah (laughs) Yeah, Um, ding-a-ling they uh utilize the mcu mask but then they put this new suit on him that looks like his like og like
2: 70s first yeah And dude, it looks so dope. It's got a very good classic look to it. And I think it's both the cut of it and the colors of it. i yeah. say the color design has a lot to do with the fact that it doesn't look quite as modern mm-hmm. as a lot of the different... Uh, because even the daredevil we see in this is a, a in a, a more modern kind of yeah. look with that black suit. That's know, and from cool.
0: Charles Soule's run, which is right before Zdarsky takes over. Nice. So you can tell that Zdarsky was like laying seeds here. He was like, "I want to write daredevil yeah. later." <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but then there's a there's a one moment where I guess in. In nighttime, where Daredevil looks like he's in a white suit or a gray suit, and he looked pretty badass.
0: Oh, yeah. Whenever just the light. Yeah, the light reflecting off of him. Yeah, I agree. The colors in this book by Matt Wilson. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. One of the best colorists in the business. He's fucking incredible. This
2: is this is style between Chris Enka and was it Matt Wilson? Yeah. Is what I really loved during this style of comic books. It was like this still very realistic but it, the colors give it like a cartoon a saturation that yeah. still makes it feel right. very cartoonish or you even know just comic book it, yeah it's it, there's just such a beautiful balance where the the art style and the coloring meet each other in the middle of like a realism and a comic bookiness that yeah. I, it was this kind of honestly this chris ankle chris anka style that really got me into it you know it's like yeah. r- mm-hmm. the chip i mean because chip i would agree is similar in that aspect yeah. that he tries to go for that same level of realism where a lot of the times then the, the the colorists come in and really saturate his art to give it that next level of uh yeah i agree pop, completely. you know yeah. so um it, i really thank these artists for essentially getting me into comic books f- through this style because i don't think i would have been able to get into like the even the ad ribbit more right. like, you know, heavily drawn lines, or, you know, if like, you weren't exposed to this, first if I first. wasn't exposed to this first, exactly. That's very
0: true. Yeah. I mean, this is very much of the era. This mm-hmm. is like, um, post like McNiven being on every book, post, uh, this is almost what, what this reminds me of is like, um, what's his name? It's right there. Eminen Stuart Eminen's art is this is kind of like the beginning of Bendis's like reign mm-hmm. on Marvel. And it, continued to grow until we were finally like okay let's finally dip into this ongoing week-to-week kind of thing and so yeah you're right like this is kind of what got us into i would say even say marvel comics yeah,
2: specifically yeah i'd agree to that for sure
0: but um i agree uh this book it moves extremely fast but there is a lot of dialogue in this book mm-hmm. did you have a hard time did anyone have a hard time with this
1: N- no, no no i had a hard time getting into it um the first issue i don't know it was kind of rough for me to read do you think but it was I because it, was, it was, just, was so sudden yeah i think it was just introduction yeah. you know kind of period me just getting a feel for it um but immediately after that it kind of took off yeah you know so uh, i really enjoyed specifically the last like two issues <laughs> two <laughs> <really> <laughs> like.
0: yeah no for sure yeah this book it it's all leading to something. Yeah, yeah. The last two issues is kind of a culmination of everything that you see before. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first issue famously has uh, old man Logan in it. Yeah, and it, he, old man Logan, is almost the whole reason Star Lord ever gets into all of this heap of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Which is they start a bar fight when a gun is getting pulled on them, and I guess it's because they're in the wrong side of the neighborhood they know, like, whoever is in the bar has all decided to, like, unanimously kind of gang up on them. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. And <laughs> I think it's because they know that they're superheroes, maybe?
1: You know? I can't exactly remember.
2: Yeah. It doesn't, no. it really doesn't explain why they totally get jumped. It's just the fact that Wolverine is just that much more on top of it that he's like, yeah. no, I'm more prepared than any of you assholes. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, um, for whatever reason, yeah, you know, goons attack. Um, but I would say that I didn't. I had, had no issues reading this. I started rolling really easily, especially once we started seeing these. I mean, came- and faces. we and we see a cameo from Howard the Duck on like page three, yeah. you know. Um, and so the more we see these can, came- I realized that we were gonna have all these fun little cameos of characters and to see, you know, one of you know, issue three literally has Daredevil on the cover with you know Star Lord all tied yeah. up in his. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just very pumped and running along because I was excited to see who all I was gonna get to experience in this book, and, you know, for anybody who hasn't read it, I mean, we get to see Daredevil, we get to see Black Cat, we Ms. get to Marvel. see fucking Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just keep... Old Man Logan gets multiple appearances. We Kitty get, Pride's in the book. Yeah, Kitty Pride says hi for a minute. There's oh, just get, so many... we get one... Sight of Rocket. Yeah, I think Shocker. Rocket's the only other Guardian that we get to see <laughs> we get, the whole book. We get to talk with Rocket for a minute. Yeah. yeah. So there's Shocker. And, oh, and and a lot of really cool... Uh, rogues. Su- Melter. Superior yeah. foes of Spider-Man. You know, the yeah. foes of Spider-Man is what I would call did them, which I love. rogues?
0: Well, rogues, like a rogues gallery is kind of what some people refer to as like just oh those are the superheroes like all their numerous bad guys yeah. you know when and they're so, all in a collection yeah. yeah and so yeah rogues as in like because
1: yeah. uh, doesn't the flash have a group of bad guys Literally. specifically called the, the rogues, rogues? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: i think that might be where it kind of comes from okay yeah. uh but yeah so i mean um quickly star lord uh, he's he's arrested yeah for the fight that's that old man logan started starts. while he was literally in the piss room he, was, he fucking starts a fight a bar fight and from there star lord has to literally do community, community service. service and the lawyer mm. that's
2: against him is most obviously matt murdoch i thought he would be yeah. defending him so i thought it was kind of hilarious that he was literally the prosecutor yeah. you know <laughs> and, yeah. he just, and he obviously just had like a public defender or something yeah, he didn't even have like a random, fancy lawyer yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so good it's funny this book was funny mm-hmm. i was kind of bummed out with um, matt murdoch's character until i thought a little deeper into it and i was like you know what the law is all he has yeah you know that's his child yeah i agree so.
2: i kind of i would agree with that though that this was definitely chip not writing because i would say that once we get daredevil by chips at Arsky, he's A little bit different than what we kind of see here, which is kind of like a. I think right here he's writing Charles Soul's Daredevil. Yeah, which is kind mm. of a, a high and mighty Daredevil, it's which oh, like okay. a, like hey, I'm King Cop. Yeah, you know what exactly. I, mean? like, yeah. I am the epitome of justice and law here. Like <laughs> I, you
1: don't you don't argue with me. I am justice. Yeah.
2: Nothing I do is illegal. <laughs> like, <laughs> justice is my my day and night, buddy. So I don't know what you're talking about. Which but,
1: I, I I love that. Uh, Star-Lord, or Peter Quill, rather, um, makes that that claim like, oh, yeah, you don't do anything illegal. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. God damn it. Um, But yeah, so he
0: has to start doing community service, and then that's when we meet Edmund Allen. Edmund Allen. Who's this crotchety old man which i I really liked his character yeah i did Mm -hmm. too um but he becomes our second main pretty much because it this is not only a book about star lord it's suddenly now a book about this man named edmund and he's this old man in a nursing home that star lord has to spend hours with yeah um i really like his character i really like that um chip went ahead and built a whole mythos of this man where he's run in with Daredevil in the past and he has a history with all these other burglars know of him and his, right. and his his capabilities. And so it's just, it's really cool that there's like this secret guy that's now retired that everyone must have known of at some point.
2: It's almost like Felicia Hardy's father or something. Yeah, you know? and I feel like he was obviously in that same era of, you know, uh, burglars. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought it was really neat that exactly it's someone that that's such an easy area to just pluck someone and create them from though is like those you know retired thieves yeah. who would have yeah. done their best to bury that life from their children or any family that they've managed to create from them so um, but i thought edmund allen was a great because we the thing was is that at the end of the day we needed something to give star lord like a connection to the planet like right. you yes. know really root him to the and have something to give a shit about and so that's all this was such a good an organic way to create that you know it's just once again going back to fucking the genius that is fucking chip zadarsky and, <laughs> and knowing how to like what stories people like to hear you know because there's i wouldn't even say the story exactly. is the freshest in the world but he knows the recipe to create something that feels mm-hmm. fresh and feels good you know and works on all the levels of like it makes sense why this would happen for this character like uh, it's, it wouldn't make sense if this was happening for, like, the Hulk or something, you know, yeah. where he was like, oh, now I have to do community service with some old man. and learn.
1: Like, none of that makes any sense, but right, he would makes... just get mad and the Hulk would run away. Exactly. <laughs> makes
2: perfect sense for fucking... Star-Lord. Star-Lord, yeah. you know, a detached Earth human, you know. Yeah. Terran. Is that what they're called? I, guess so. yeah, I mean, that's what we're called, yes. Yeah. Terrans. <laughs> I'm no Terran. We're dude. terrestrials. Oh, dude. Don't assume my species. Uh, well, You're from uh, Earth. I'm an extra... I'm actually, a, I'm actually a quarter Martian, and that's what I claim. A quarter Martian? Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, let's Wait. take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish talking about this fucking beautiful Gorgeous-ass book. book. Yum. Hey, guys, we're back. Oh, I should Ooh. do an ad. Fuck. Okay, I think I have to but read just, an just, ad. Just add it right here.
2: Just All right. Add let me, it in. Let me pull up
0: uh, some ad music. Can I hate that the only thing, thing we second. can do
2: is say ad. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, add it in. It's just uh, add it up,
0: you know? Yeah. All right. Let me try to find some good... That would, how do that you would be a good
2: addition. Oh, shit. Or just do the forward word, you know? Oh. Okay, so You don't got to go get on. such an attitude with me.
1: Well, now you're pissing me off. Now I'm just, <laughs> now I'm just leaning into the
2: puns. I'm the pun guy, peeps. Okay. Yeah, I'm the anime guy. So
0: this week, our sponsor is Vape Blasters. Uh, Vape Blasters is an all new exciting vape product that allows you to hit and huff the heaviest plumes you've ever seen how does it work you ask well it's pretty simple the Vape Blaster uses CO2 cartridges to shoot that fat cotton straight to the back (laughs) of your throat you'll be coughing up the thickest clouds you've ever seen in no time fuck you. Plus, Vape Blasters has... Let me turn on the music just a little bit. This is getting too intense. Uh, plus, Vape Blasters has the best flavors like bubblegum, pumpkin spice, chipotle mayo, <laughs> and so, so much more. Huh, okay. I'm excited for chipotle mayo. Yeah, I mean, that one sounds... Their chimichanga flavor is my favorite. Oh, okay. Uh, there is even a line of flavors all based on the Shrek series of films. Oh. Like Gingerbread Man Spice, mm. flaming Hot Dragon Breath... Shrek's big beautiful onion, <laughs> that's uh, what I want. <laughs> Pinocchio's leftover hash pipe, <laughs> and donkey juice. Um, and now there's a special offer for who watches the Watchers listeners. If you use the code Watcher at checkout, you'll get two percent off any order over fifty dollars. That's right, two percent off any order over fifty dollars. Uh, that code one more time is Watcher at checkout for this <laughs> limited time offer. Uh, get your vape on with Vape Blasters. <laughs> Okay, that's enough of that. All right.
1: That sounds horrible. <laughs> in all honesty. I, I don't think I would I don't
2: I don't like vaping. I'm gonna blast them vapes, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I have to cut all this shit. Where are Kenny has paid.
1: fourteen vapes. He, He's gonna buy every
2: flavor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I like the there's actually one more Shrek flavor, it was the not my gum drop buttons <laughs> flavor. That's my personal it's, favorite. Yeah. It's every other flavor <laughs> besides gumdrop.
1: Have you found it? Have you found it? Because like yeah. it's super rare. It's good. <laughs> that <is weird>. when, <laughs> it's you can only get it out of the mystery cash where <laughs> you just buy a a blank box. <laughs> it's not even. It's not even related to. to the, it's the off brand. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. To, sorry. sorry actually, Bay blasters. <laughs> it's actually sold by a battery company. <laughs> My favorite
0: flavor is battery acid. (laughs) Okay. Um, So now we're back, Star-Lord. Let's talk about this fucking dope-ass book. Um, The Bar. Well. Oh, yeah, The Bar. Yeah, let's talk about The Bar. The Bar with no name. This is an ongoing trend in a lot of books. I don't know who first created it. I can imagine this Mm -hmm. might have come out of the 80s or 90s. But it also feels like something that might have come out of, like, Nick Spencer writing, like, Secret Avengers or Dan Slott, even, yeah. writing Spider-Man.
2: But I even remember a few books that I've read where we see mm-hmm. this, like, bars that have an ac- accumulation of all of, like, the New York, <laughs> specifically, villains. You know, it's like a place... And a lot of lower-level ones, hangout. too.
0: Yeah. It is the perfect bad-guy hangout. But this crew... Um, it was like a melter and um, eight ball, eight ball wrecker. a lot head. of diamond head. Yeah. A lot of these characters show up again in the latest MODOK series oh, okay. in the bar of, with no name. And MODOK has to slump down and go there and team up with all of them (laughs) in order to try and steal Captain America's shield. You've watched the
2: series. I've
0: watched like the first half. I haven't finished it. It, It's been burning on the back burner for a while. Um, But yeah, so Shocker doesn't show up, which is a bummer because I guess they were afraid of doing Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, That makes sense. He's like my prime guy when I think about the... Bar with no name, because yeah. like that's the fucking dude, you that's know. That's our that's our boy. Exactly. I mean, he's
2: who I think of when I think of the foes of Spider-Man. You know? Yeah, I, the I, foes. I mean, he's the first one that comes to mind. Is like you know you got to get uh you know freaking. What, I was uh, Herman. Yeah, Herman. Well, I was gonna make a joke about his oh, yeah, like... the, the insulated <laughs> sock suit, sock man. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he was part of the Sinister Six at one point, right? He was part of their version of the. <laughs> yeah, okay. he wasn't
0: ever part of Doc Ock's version or anybody. He, okay, he he and a bunch of low level Spider Man villains tried to put together a Sinister Six. It's but such they a good only book. ever come up with five guys. Dude, it's
1: so good. <laughs> Can we read that at some point? Yes. yes
0: okay. For sure. Absolutely. That one's an expenser and that one's a good book. Um Boomerang's in there. It's
2: a it's it, it that's just comedy. That thing is yeah. that book's so much fun because it's just funny. You yeah. know, it's designed to be a, a laugh ride and it works. Yeah.
0: Um uh, but that that one will be coming up some sometime soon next year. Um but yeah, so we get the bar with no name mm-hmm. and Star-Lord ends up working there because mm. Edmund's son is Greg. Greg is the main bartender there or right, he's the manager he's the manager yeah. right he's not the owner yeah. which we find out who the, who owns it now later which makes no much sense yeah mm. Um. but so Star-Lord is there for what did it say a couple of weeks maybe I think it's two weeks later he's punching out Jigsaw That's right. Right. yeah Um. and so he's already made himself pretty friendly with the clientele there mm. and so that leads into the next level of everything that's going on in this book, which is so awesome. How everything kind of just threads together. Where Edmund, oh well, first of all, there's that bank robbery. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Miss Marvel, how did you guys feel about the Miss Marvel uh, cameo in this? I book? thought that was
1: cool. I yeah. thought that was really interesting. I liked you it know, a lot because I've was, never it... really read about her, mm-hmm. so I thought it was cool to just see her in this for <laughs> sure.
0: Um, I, I like that it was in Jersey, but. That one again, it seems like all everyone that meets Star Lord is just angry
1: yeah, and mad you. that he's come into their lives. Like, holy shit, it's <laughs> you
2: They all have like such a pre uh, predisposition of him, which I yeah. thought was interesting because I didn't you wouldn't think he necessarily had to have that much of a reputation right. on Earth mm. with all of Earth's heroes, you know? You think the guardians as a whole would have more of like a Right like exactly. a reputation because they're kind of known as a as a group, versus, right? You know, exactly. him being, uh, you know, the solo artist of any kind, he would be the front man that would break off and make his own solo. Mm-hmm. Art
1: I don't know. But as his sister said at one point later on in the book, oh, fuck, that I he does leave sister. kind of havoc in his wake. And I can imagine that he does more, he does more helping than he is like destroying shit. It's the problem is that he doesn't stay there, that which is kind of what they state, he doesn't stay there to fix the problem. Yeah. So, like, he kind of he's like, here's your solution. I gotta go try to do something else. Yeah, yeah and so he I gotta go there, fuck something, up, yeah. something else up.
2: So he doesn't he doesn't stay there to see it through. Yeah, to actually fix anything, yeah. just there to fuck it up and be like, oh my bad. Yeah, I hope y'all figure
0: <laughs> that out. So I that's one thing I wanted to talk about is his history. I feel like that and the fact that he was able to see his dream or like a premonition of uh-huh. the future, those are kind of hints that Chip was Mm. most likely going to try and write this book for a lot longer than six issues. Right. And so he was like laying a lot of seeds that we didn't really get to come to fruition like his sister and and everything like that. Mm -hmm. How did you guys feel about that? Where this book kind of ended? Let's not necessarily talk about the ending, but did you feel like this was contained enough?
2: Yes and no. I Mm. mean, I definitely agree with you that it feels open-ended in the sense that I can, you're right, I can tell that he obviously didn't plan on this being the end of his star lord run you know yeah. this was just like a good way for him to start it but because it's such a strong start and almost like a pilot of like what he could do with this character it works as its own contained little story tale, mm-hmm. you know because we do get a resolutions to everything that was given to us at this yeah. you know except for the sister i don't know me and paul damien didn't read the annual it's something i'll just throw out right now we yeah. both th- procrastinated and accidentally screwed up on it so you can kind of even fill us in so on exactly annual, what happens on that maybe in a minute but um yeah. i
0: i don't think the annuals too just much did, worth talking about because yeah, I, so I don't know how
2: much it opened up because i know it's more about the sister and her grudge with him and no stuff. it's not, not even about even, that no okay. yeah so the annuals I really don't know.
0: yeah the annuals very alien to the rest of the series um the annual is almost like maybe what chip wanted to the next couple of issues to be mm-hmm. And it just ended up being like, okay, well, I gotta stuff it into this book now. This this thirty three page book, or, that or however, kind of sucks. <laughs> it does suck, yeah. Um,
1: well, I actually, I I thought it was, um, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was fairly contained for the most part. Um, like there is little things, little threads left that we can't really get to the bottom of. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, I think it, for the most part, this was a really good contained story. Yeah. Um, I did love the fact because we, you, you said he kind of had a premonition; he saw into the future, but you failed to mention how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> which we later learned that um towards the end of this, actually, like one of the last few things we read in this in these six issues is that 8-Ball, one of the bad guys, has been trying to do uh, more, and so he's been upgrading his helmet to be yeah, able he- to predict the future and it's backfiring and it's only working on other people and yeah. so he so peter quill saw so the they future. dream about their futures exactly yeah
2: <laughs> he literally gives them horrific premonitions yeah. Yeah.
1: and the same thing happens to shocker where yeah. shocker was like oh my god so that all stuff happens yeah he's yeah. like <laughs> the, the thing with spider-man and the diaper yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 I hope someone picks that up
2: later. Right. right. Um, Somehow makes that all work.
1: <laughs> another thing I also kind of wanted to talk about is um, the the suit. Um, Wait, who's Edmund's. Oh, oh yes, yeah. so right. let's go back to Edmund yeah. Allen and the so fact that what he's the he, secret thief. What yeah. does he go by?
0: It's the Silver Bandit. Yeah, Silver Bandit. Silver yes. Bandit. Is okay. all it was.
1: Which I think that's a sick ass
0: name. It yeah. is. I mean, it's that's no, bad it's ass. no different than Black Cat. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly yeah but um yeah how how the suit works and and how his brother and him could y'all know
1: anything out. about the suit though like where it could have come from no right, i have had? no idea okay because i was i was really hoping that that would lead later on but now you're telling me that this is only a six issue run yeah you know, plus the annual so it's kind of a bummer so I was hoping they'd be like, oh yeah, it's a Kong suit or whatever. Oh yeah. I, <laughs> I, yes, like I you, keep saying Kong. You keep calling him Kong. He's King Kong the Conqueror. Yeah,
0: King the Conqueror. Um no, it I have no idea where that suit came from. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a reference to something from a previous book or what. Because mm-hmm. Chip does a pretty good job at callbacking characters. There's okay. uh Mind Blast, which is like kind of an obscure like uh-huh. Spider-Man villain that shows up, and that's who's who is a uh, bank robbery or robbing Robin the, the bank. bank. Yeah, the female. Yeah, yeah, with the big brain
1: in oh the Oh, my gosh. And then she blew open the wall. And the fucking oh all crushed the car. Yeah, and, they and his brother killed. was on like, Carl. I think yeah, it was
2: yeah. his brother or something. And, but, he was and, like Carl, you're in there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's so that's that. That's where the the writing is so good. Is yeah. it's the same thing with the fucking. Uh, you know, we we wanted to bring up the. There's a whole little bit where we see a, a fight in yeah. the yes. in the bar, and Melter melts Wrecker's magical crowbar, and then there's just <laughs> several little small bits of Wrecker just weeping over his now melted. What? Everybody yeah. else is still yeah. fighting. Fighting in
1: the background. He's just like no. Even after the fighting's done, he's still there. They're so
2: good at showing those like little moments, which are actually incredibly tragic, but come off as nothing but comedy because they're. It's like the villains just or the bad guys just fucking up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like exactly. Not considering where their getaway vehicle is and blowing open a wall to <laughs> where it crushes their their getaway <laughs> driver, who's yeah, exactly, a sibling of one of them. So then they're like, yeah. "No, Carl." <laughs> and then they're <laughs> well, talking about robbery. the fight.
1: Um, What's it called? Yeah, the bad guys we mentioned earlier end up helping because a fight breaks out yeah. in the bar, and there's rules to mm-hmm. the bar. Yeah, so they fight to uphold those rules,
0: which I love that there's honor among
2: thieves. Like yes,
0: that. uh yeah, no, this book is so fucking good. though. Yeah,
2: it does explain that his brother made the suit. That's what I was trying to remember. There's no, one. so they found it. They say they. F- oh, that's right. They but his brother is the one that. One. It's like an alien suit. That's yeah. Right. yeah, his brother is the like...
0: one that kind of like. Uh-huh. Change the way it works so that it's not He figured it yeah. out. Yeah. So the idea of the suit is that it stays in place it's almost like Thor. It's like, kind of like Thor's hammer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It it can become a fixed point in our reality. And so there's when they first activate it, the suit goes flying. Yeah. And they realize well, the brother it, explains that the earth is moving, but so the suit stayed in one position. That's incredible to think about. That's yeah. unbelievable to think about
0: and then to for the fact that that what's his name james allen is the brother of uh gregor or edmund oh yeah Mm um he's the one that that somehow just knows how to like fix this thing to where they can like control it in a more i guess state where basically now the silver bandit can just walk on air
1: yeah you're right yeah like um it's it's Controlled by his brain. So it's a, yeah, like, I guess it's like choosing
2: leak. the point you want it to fix to at all times mm-hmm. and so, yeah, over and over and over again mm-hmm. is how it would kind of work. But
1: he also, he also made it so that way it's, uh, it, it's relative to your position on Earth as right, well. Exactly. So that way if Earth is still moving, it's moving along with Earth. Right. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Imagine the math that you would have to do. I can't, I can't
0: believe that Chip was so worried about like, like, he could have just been like, oh, it's an anti-gravity suit or something. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But instead, Chip was like, no, I want to kind of explain how this could possibly work. Make it more... Com- yeah. yeah. Which make- I think
1: that's even more badass. Cause yeah. Like what they talk about it, with anti an anti-gravity suit, there's not too much you can do other than fly and make things float. Right. But with with that kind of suit where you can fix yourself in a point in the universe then you can literally do anything. You can be an, an unstoppable object or, or an immovable That's object. That's true, yeah. You know? That's fucking crazy to think about. Like I wonder I guess I guess one of the only people who would be able to like really move him would be um, Juggernaut. I mean, I don't know, Juggernaut has to push himself
0: yeah. as to where the suit just stays.
1: You know what I mean? Right. Huh. Like so even if Juggernaut's full sprinting at him you you think he'd be able to stop juggernaut that's what i'm saying
0: i don't think juggernaut could stop mjolnir yeah oh
1: okay fair enough
0: so it this has to be some sort of not only scientific suit but it has to be almost enchanted in a way where it it can't be damaged you know what i mean and the wearer can't be damaged either i don't know this suit is unbelievable and the thing is where it ends up it'll never show up in the marvel universe ever again you're right <laughs> oh really yeah because it ends up with greg with greg oh, doesn't end, fit yeah. him and it he's trying to put it on and he can't even fucking it. dude that it.
1: that made me so sad like this is the thing that tore you and your father apart and you finally get it and you realize it doesn't fit you and then just his twice laughter the size your you know, dad was <laughs> his laughter at the end that really got me i was like fuck man that sucks i think i would be the same way
0: yeah. i'd be like of course, this
2: is how it is. Exactly how the the it Yeah. I what? I think it was gonna magically fit my, <laughs> you know, <laughs> giant ass foot. <footwear. laughs> how do y'all feel about
1: um, Daredevil's monologue during that part? Oh, is he monologuing over all of that? Yeah, he's like, yeah. I I want to say it's something that he wanted to tell Greg, or oh. maybe he did tell him, but just something that had to be said you know just something he well, felt about let's see. it was t- all in red so i thought it was it's most likely yeah. daredevil for sure because i think he's
0: actually talking to star lord at that point really i think so i don't know I- i'd have to look at the book the book's over there on that desk <laughs> no, <laughs> um, <fair enough. laughs> but um anyway so i want to talk about how we get to this point because right. black cat around. <laughs> is the secret owner of the bar with no name mm-hmm. and it's brilliant how they, they they tee this up, where mm-hmm. it's like Black Cat is now suddenly being able to hit every job before they are because all these morons are going to the bar getting drunk and spilling their news out onto the just microphones
2: and cameras about their plans. planted
1: yeah. all over the fucking, you know, bar. And the way we find this out is because she kidnaps Diamondhead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Diamondback. Diamond Head. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: Diamond back. I was like, holy shit, did I get it wrong? <laughs> Diamond boy. Yeah. Um, Which I feel horrible for in this book because <laughs> oh my god I thought that was I
1: thought it was kind of funny I you was think kind he of would take advantage yeah, of terrible. himself yeah, if he's cutting off a pinky yeah
2: cut off a pinky every now and then you'd be rich yeah. yeah true yeah but would you
0: if you were a jeweler would you buy a pinky from a man made of diamond
1: you can cut it
2: no but would you well, we just, morally yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god it's my pinky um, <laughs> yes yes I
1: would, I would because I can cut it. I'll yeah. just cut it. And how do it. you?
2: How do you? Like, it's
1: natural. It's all natural. True. Fuck. I guess that's true.
0: Man, that's crazy to think about. <laughs> just <laughs> buying a <laughs> pinky from a man. Made would of, you? Would just you? Just like not do imagine it? a man made of diamond walking into your store and he's like, "I want to sell this." And you look at it and you're like, "That is obviously <laughs> your pinky." And
1: moment. he's handing it to you with the hand <laughs> that's, that's missing it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Here you go." <laughs> would you would you buy it I would I think I would have to. Yeah. Right? Like, it's m- like free money. Honestly, almost. you could probably sell it as
2: is, and somebody would be like, I need that. <laughs> to explain that. what we're talking about, <laughs> Diamond Back, <Diamondback>, Diamond <laughs> Boy, Diamond Head <laughs> can grow himself, his limbs back. Yes. He's a man made completely of diamonds and can So we see him having like entire limbs chopped off and then eventually being literally just a head and an arm sitting on a table alive. and is still alive, like, help me, please. Yes. <laughs> and it, we assume he's going to grow his entire body body back made of diamonds and felicia has taken him and is using him as just like a Infinite money resource. trap you know? yeah
1: <laughs> which shocker actually um says later on in the book that diamond head is in his apartment growing Gr- back and <laughs> he he thought that's what he was getting nightmares from yeah. but it's really eight balls <laughs> a helmet giving him those nightmares <laughs> like, oh i thought it was diamond head's a horrific body <laughs> <laughs> See, all of this shit is so funny, yeah. and
0: it's thrown away on these characters that are in the background for the most part, not even focal mm-hmm. points, and this is a Star-Lord book. Mm. It's like, oh, where did those dope-ass panels of old man Logan chopping some boys up come from? Yeah. Star-Lord. Where did that yeah. funny interaction between Shocker and Diamond come from? Star-Lord. That blows my mind. I agree any other writer that would be given star lord would be like okay big fantastic journey into space but no it's only it's only chip that can really pull this off
2: you know definitely oh man it I, i'm enamored by this book but black it's cat sets up a big uh, heist of javelins yeah uh because basically, Hondo, I guess, yeah,
1: what she has, <laughs> her penthouse, Javelin well, is and, an old crime, uh, an old uh, thief, thief. There yeah. you go. Which For another a- throwback character that only
0: really appears in like one other book. I looked it up. She shows up in a Hawkeye book that's oh. only, like four issues long. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, and that's like her only appearance besides this, this, and I think another book that was written around the same time. Interesting. But regardless, Chip is just pulling all these pulling his hat trick where he just grabs any character from the Marvel Universe and just shoves him into his book. And so Javelin has a book filled with all of her detailed plans on how to like basically pull a heist almost anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, yeah,
1: pretty much anywhere in... I'm Manhattan. Pretty, yeah, Manhattan, New
0: York, York wherever whatever. the fuck they are. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um,
0: but so that's what Black Cat's after. And so she blackmails Star-Lord and Edmund... Edmund into breaking into the joint. And, um, all the while star Lord has the foresight to look forward and see that they have to protect Javelin. Who's in the bar with no name. Yeah. And they have to get back Greg Edmund's son. And so he asks his two only other new <laughs> friends on earth to help him out. And so we see old man, Logan protect Javelin and daredevil go save, save Greg. um, while Star-Lord does eyes. He does the heist. These three characters, mm-hmm. Old Man Logan, Daredevil, and Star-Lord, all doing three, like, almost um, Ocean's Eleven-esque. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So all these moving pieces.
2: Suddenly in this book, uh, this is when I was like, greatest book ever. ever <laughs> yeah, I would agree, too. <laughs> like, and even the page where we see Daredevil show up to oh save Greg, and it just blacks out, and it's just his smile and eyes. I was like, this greatest book ever written i love <laughs> i
1: love how many times they call daredevil a ninja yeah in this yeah. just so like, what are you like a ninja yeah
0: like, are you the devil ninja <laughs> uh old man logan wears a patch on his eye dude that was his disguise yeah, yeah that was his <laughs> disguise in the bar that's that's a throwback to chris claremont when he's in Mandrapore, yeah. he has mm. to have a disguise so he wears an all-white tux and with an eye patch
1: oh dude that sounds badass yeah
0: and so it's like wolverine that's all you need really dude you have the most iconic hair in the galaxy <laughs> and claws <laughs> yeah. well i mean apparently not yeah <laughs> but um yeah this whole aspect and then javelin and james Oh, James end Logan. Up in, yeah, yeah. End up staying the night together. And then Daredevil has to get all preachy with uh, Greg and Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. But just
1: all these aspects make this book just so brilliant in my mm. eyes. And I, um, just because you kind of skipped over it, um, the part where we find out that Logan had slept with Javelin, which is kind of hilarious because it does kind of feel like Javelin was hitting on Star-Lord at that point. True. And
2: then yeah, and I love that we get this little panel where she's laughing because I can literally just hear the most old lady. Cackle, yes, that. me
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just basically like, "You're too young." And then Logan comes walking down the stairs in a fucking robe. Yep, a like, yeah, a sleeveless robe. Yeah, sleeveless <laughs> robe. And when I saw him, I was like, "Holy shit! Holy shit! It's so good." Well, we got it's, those uh, vibes in the bar when those two were fighting. I'm trying to think of together. the name. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the name. Hold on. He's Ric Flair rick flair. <laughs> he looked just like rick flair oh my god that's such a good call yeah like yeah like i felt like he should have like snorted some coke and been like whoa
2: yeah i <laughs> wish <laughs> i had
1: a,
0: a rick flair
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i just didn't want to do it too loud yeah no, i, I didn't want you. bowie to be like, <laughs> like to i could up. do that yeah <laughs> um, but then you know they get into a small scuffle and logan gives him a hug yeah. obviously like with his Being like a open. whole foot shorter than him, yeah, yeah dude,
0: hilarious. Dude. How tall is Logan? Do you know? Um, he's shorter than Ashley. I think he's
2: like five two. What? Yeah, he's real short. Or no, I don't know. Five, is he five four or something.
0: I think he's fucking like super short. I'm gonna look it up now.
2: Cause like people
1: say I'm short. How how you know, tall like are you? The internet says I'm short. How tall are you? I'm five seven. Five, the internet seven. would say I'm short.
2: But I really do like that we get the little bit with Javelin. He's Me- five three. Okay. Wow. Meeting up with Shocker and Ape Ball to make a new bar with no yes. name. And you it's knows. called Javelins. And it's called Javelins. <sighs> and I was so like, good. and it and like you were talking about earlier, it continues that running theme that these guys would still have somewhere to go. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day. You know? So and, the, and I think that's kind of necessary. Like all of these low-level villains would need a place to like Camaraderize and like be mm. together because it it's how it would happen no matter what it'd be either happening in a the bar with no name or one of their shitty apartments somewhere yeah. you know so it's <laughs> kind of for comic book reading it's much better to give them a place <laughs> to hang out
1: I, and i love those scenes like any Me time too. in a comic book or a manga or whatever um, some form of media where there's a bar where just obviously all the bad guys are there i i absolutely love it because there's so many ways you can like tell a story from that point and yeah. show that so many how human do. they really are when yeah. they're not
2: trying to commit a crime you know and like that's why I was so happy Shocker was kind of our big lead in this because mm-hmm. it just makes me want to read Superior Foes of yes. Spider-Man again <laughs> which is just such a fun run that he was talking about with where we get basically just that on every page yeah. just quirky dumbass yeah, villains doing quirky <laughs> dumbass shit for fucking six issues.
1: I also loved um, The Melter yeah. Mm-hmm. Because just because of that one line where they're like, How come you always have to ruin everything? He's, because, <laughs> he's like, Because my wife left me and nobody deserves to be happy. <laughs> I was like, Gosh God dang. That's awesome. The dialogue in
0: this book, uh, especially for the time that it came out, was like completely Chip Zadarsky on Twitter. <laughs> like, Fair like, enough. just every one of these, like, throwaway lines that are comedy is a tweet that he did. You know what I mean? It's just, like, that's the perfect epitome
2: of the humor that he's uh he's aiming to do. And thank God that Marvel let him do it. That's uh, my yes, whole point. You know what honestly. I mean? I, I would have never expected this from Marvel to let Chip run wild like this in, a, in one of their, like, such mainstream kind of runs. You know, mm-hmm. this is at a time I feel like they were probably, like, is this pre-Guardians 1 or is this... Post- this is definitely Post-Guardians. Post- so, I mean, this okay. is at a time they're trying to push Star-Lord as a character. This know? is even
0: maybe Post-Guardians 2 or around the time because we see Groot as a baby.
2: Oh, that's right.
0: Or at least... You guys didn't read the annual. He's a baby. He's a baby. He's baby. The oh, annual okay. Um, but, yeah. uh, This is... I want to say something really... Bold. Not bold, but I, something that, that means a lot to me about how this book must have come around. Because... Chris Anka isn't always an interior artist. He does a lot of covers. A lot mm-hmm. of the time, he can't. He's his. As you can see, his art it's very stylized and simple in a lot of ways. But he also puts so much thought into every frame, every movement where a leg is that contorted, or every mm-hmm. everything is is very meticulous with how he draws. And then the fact that he's paired up with Chip, who is just bringing in his his whole heavy hittingness at, mm-hmm. at Marvel. This book could never be done again. This beautifully, this well written, with this kind of cast of characters. Because mm-hmm. if if Chip were to bring Star Lord into his Daredevil run, it would be out of no fucking where. Yeah, it would make no sense. And so the fact that you're able to do this with a Star Lord book, having these or these types of characters show up in this book, and, organically, organically, and be this like. I don't know, it's, it's just, it's so cemented in the time period, but yeah. also so standalone at the same time. Mm. It's just, I will never see anything as fucking dope as this book ever again. Yeah. And it breaks my heart, but it's also amazing to know that it's all right here. You know, yeah. this, <laughs> this perfect encapsulation of the time and of... Of being able to have Chip Zdarsky and Chris Ankle on something like this with this kind of colours and,
2: and, and for everything. You Definitely. Know? It's just It's like a perfect storm of situation that even allowed this to occur and we're never yeah. gonna quite get to that eye, you know, that's you know, circumstances again. Um, but thank God it did. because yeah. it's fucking seriously a a fantastic read. Um and is something that you can read just these six issues and walk away from and be totally fine, you know. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's gonna want to make you read other shit, like I said, but uh it doesn't leave you out on any kind of open ended, you know, place that isn't. I agree. doesn't feel fin- that finalized. Yeah. So it's good. It was what very a fucking good. read. Yeah. So. I love this fucking book. Um,
1: I do want to read that Daredevil run.
2: Next week, the boys will be talking about Stillwater issues one through six by Chipsy Darsky and Ramon Perez.
0: Um, But after Stillwater, we're going to be doing Daredevil, and we're going to be doing 10 issues of Daredevil. And that's where we're really going to see Chips, I guess, like um, what he's been aiming to do, like kind of this whole time. Yeah, We're like, sure, Mm -hmm. he loves to be funny, but he he obviously wants to do this. This is like his his pride and joy right now is is Daredevil. And so I'm very excited to finally dig into the devil. Yeah, Um, me too. But yeah, Uh, follow us on Instagram. That's going to be in the show notes
2: below. Uh, Do you guys have any ending
0: remarks or anything? Not at all no um okay.
2: just happy to uh you know be in the middle of chipmas you know we're yeah. coming up on the end of the month you know we just got a couple more couple more weeks uh december here so i hope everybody's having some nice holidays yeah and uh you know we got paul damien's birthday coming up at the end of the week oh, damn it. so i <laughs> So gonna have to gonna have to sing him happy birthday on the podcast all I'm gonna be like 57 all dude. gross and stupid Shut the hell up, bitch. There you go. Um, we're gonna have to you have, better. We're going to have to have Phil do a special birthday <laughs> announcement for you. I think it's probably a good you idea. Better. So.
0: Um, follow us. Uh, I already said follow us on Instagram. Yeah, you did. Well, do it uh, twice. Follow go, us twice. Yeah, unfollow us and then go and follow us again. There you go. Um, rate and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's the one that apparently matters the most when it comes to getting your podcast out there. Mm-hmm. I noticed that a lot of our listenership is through Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. The nice. majority is through Apple Podcasts, which, I'm not going to lie, it kind of surprises me. I primarily listen on Spotify. Spotify. Uh, we distribute through Anchor, obviously. You heard mm-hmm. our ad earlier. Um, so
2: I, Wherever you're getting the content, yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. So um, subscribe, like, rate, yes, do review, do, do anything live. you can. To let people know we exist and are happy yeah. to be doing this. So,
0: If you rate us five stars on Apple
1: Podcasts, we'll read it right here on the cast.
2: We'll read yeah. it. Always. No, but give us,
0: stars.
1: give us five
2: stars no matter what, but we'll still read
0: it. It's only if it's five
2: stars. <laughs> right, so next week, we're going to be sitting in some still water. So Ooh. we will uh, see y'all then, or we'll see you on another time, y'all. Bye, guys. Good. Bye. Get out of here. here.